All right, what's up, everyone? It's Zach, and today I'm here with a very special guest. I'm here, Joe Ariano. Joe, how's it going? I'm doing excellent today, Zach. Can't complain. You know, uh, football season's right around the corner. You had Labor Day weekend. Uh, always looking up in my world right now. How about yourself? I love it. Super glad to hear it. Um, I'm doing well too, man. You know, can't complain. Um, like you said, football's around the corner, so that's always an exciting time. Um, but yeah. We're just uh, super excited to have you on the show today. Yeah, appreciate for having me. Uh, ready to dive into uh, you know any sort of topic uh, whatsoever. Pretty versatile. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. I love it. So uh, for those of you listening back at home, Joe, uh, Joe's he's, he's got quite a few passions. Uh, I'd say one of his big passions is fitness. Uh, he's someone that uh, has been on quite the fitness journey himself, and he uh, does some content creation surrounded by fitness and. Uh, even help some individuals with uh, reaching their fitness goals, which is really cool. And um, also really passionate about sports. So, um, you know, honestly, all of those interests are right uh, right in line with mine. So I think it's going to be a really cool conversation. But um, that's just a little bit about Joe and kind of what he's, what he's into and everything. But do you mind giving us a little bit of your background, what you're doing these days, all that good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So first off, I'm uh, from Boston, Massachusetts, a little town, uh, you know, Westboro, probably like 30 minutes away and I uh, went to Bryant University, which is like another small, you know, school in um, Rhode Island. So kind of all, you know, for the first 20, 21 years of my life, I was kind of all in the same area. Um, but mm-hmm. how my like fitness journey kind of started and really getting into health was I want to say around, um, you know, sophomore year at um, Bryant University. I was probably like a, you know, a pretty heavy kid at the time, like um, pretty overweight, but uh, you know, I was still like happy living my best life, you know, uh, you know, doing well in school, had a lot of good friends, you know, playing intramural sports and kind of, you know, all of a sudden, um, I started getting like some pretty severe, um, anxiety kind of like out of nowhere. And <laughs> so what was interesting about that was I didn't really have anything to be anxious about. Like I was like, you know, a bigger kid on the, you know, on the, larger scale you know I, I was at a great school I was doing well in school you know I had a lot of good tight-knit friends had a very supportive family was you know close by to home but like I couldn't quite shake um all that like anxiety that was you know passing by so that is kind of where my fitness journey started was you know kind of learning um more specifically and how like the body and mind were connected, but that's where like the alarm bells started to go off for me um, in that sector of my life. Cause like I said, I really had nothing to be anxious about um, (laughs) psychological level. So that's when I started to dive, you know, into fitness and uh, try to learn more about the body. Unfortunately I did have, um, you know, a rocky start cause I, you know, I'm I'm not sure how much, uh, You've talked about it with other people in the podcast and, you know, obviously anxiety and, um, you know, depression is a huge topic uh, mm-hmm. in this day and age. I definitely had, you know, my battles um, through that initially. And, you know, I did have, uh, you know, a lot of anxiety and depression, especially coming out the gate during that time period. And for like no reason at all, like I went through that whole phase of, you know, you'd get prescribed antidepressants or people would say, you know, like, therapy, you know, group therapy, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, none of that really worked to me. So that's when I kind of 
took matters into my own hands and started to uh, try to take back my own health and follow my own methods through, uh, you know, nutrition um, and diet and um, things like that and lifestyle changes, maybe a little strategic supplementation. So I'd say probably like took a two year process um, doing that, through, you know, all throughout college. And then, um, you know, once I graduated, that's when I kind of, you know, started to, to transition into, hey, I think this could be a potential future for me. And uh, that's kind of where I'm, I'm at now. I'm, I'm not probably where I exactly, you know, want to be in terms of, you know, my own fitness goals and my own, um, you know, career goals, but I've made a heck of a lot of progress uh, throughout the throughout the journey. And, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, continue and maintain that progress. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. I appreciate you, um, you know, just being open and honest with your experiences and your stories and journey. I mean, I know that, like you said, uh, mental health is a uh, pretty, um, I guess you could say popular or, you know, hot topic, um, not in like a bad way, but just something that is very relevant in our lives. Um, so I appreciate you kind of sharing some of your experiences with that. Um, Joe, how, so you said that was like sophomore year when you started kind of on your journey. How how long has it been since then? How many so, years? Right now I am so I graduated college in 2019. Okay. Um, so yeah, around 2017 is where I started getting, you know, the, those first initial symptoms. And I know yeah. it's, you know it's 2022 now. Now it's been roughly 5 years in that journey, but that journey wasn't all like sunshine and rainbows. Right. You know, it, it took uh almost a couple steps backwards to, you know, to figure out my, one of my favorite phrases is um, I think it apply to a lot of almost, almost anyone in life is a root cause of, you know, what is we say like today, you know, especially with, you know, antidepressants and things like that, we get placed, which I do believe, you know, can help in a lot mm-hmm. of situations. They're all usually band-aids. Um, yeah. Band-aids, like, you know, the root cause of the solution, whether it's, physiological or, or psychological and so it took me a while to kind of um, uncover all the things that were band-aids in my life you know whether it was alcohol or drug use or you know partying or you know antidepressants things that were you know I was using as band-aids to cover up the, the root cause of you know where my health issues stemmed so it took a little while to kind of like un, unravel where the specific yeah. cause came from and what for me, what ended up being connected was um, eventually, I think like along the journey, you know, I, I started trying to, I got obsessed with uh, losing weight and, you know, getting in great shape. And, you know, I thought that's where um, I had the mindset, you know, if I had, you know, the six pack abs, <laughs> you know, the getting rips, like my life would be okay. And so where my journey really started was I ended up losing like around I was probably 250 pounds to you know around there draw and I lost probably in like six months probably lost you know around 50 pounds maybe 60 pounds and okay. you know, I had that dream you know physique that I wanted my entire life but the catch was I was actually mentally in a worse case and like worse than uh, I started like I my anxiety was higher my depression was higher like I had a more reliance on drugs and alcohol and you know, I wasn't eating properly. So that's where like the true journey where the alarm bell started to, to go off in my head of like, hmm, something is uh, a little off here. And like something is, uh, you know, um, 
there's a root cause here because it wasn't about you know getting that dream physique and losing that weight and thinking everything would be okay because you know while there were perks of you know having you know uh, being in better shape it wasn't you know the, the be all end all solution so that's where I kind of started my health journey uncovering um, you know what was more behind it um, in terms of you know hormones and feeding your body like proper nutrients different micronutrients, you know, balance, what kind of lifestyle was I living, you know, trying to limit the stress as much as you possibly can, you know, adding in some strategic supplementation. So that, that from where I, you know, lost all that weight and it wasn't the solution. That's where I started to take a little um, deeper dive into health and nutrition. I think one of my favorite quotes, um, I believe it was Rachel Shear, but a lot of people ride by this is when they say, uh, you know, if you don't think um, macros and counting calories or your calorie intake matters, then you don't know what you're talking about. But if you think that only macros and calories are all that matters, then you don't know what you talk about even more. Mm-hmm. I, think I learned that the hard way. And when I just you know, thought counting a specific amount of calories and counting my macros were where all that mattered, but was what really matters is, are you feeding your body like the proper nutrients? Are you correcting those deficiencies? Are you uh, balancing your hormones? And I think that's what, um, you know, along the lines I came to view and um, what, you know, that's the definition of health in my mind is, um, you know, are you uh, free of any nutrient deficiencies? Are you feeling good? Is your cortisol low? Is your hormones balanced? Um, you know, can you be relaxed? Can you sleep well? Like all all those things, you know, health and totality, not just um, how you look. uh, And that's kind of where my journey has been taken off and trying to help other people with that as well. Yeah, I think that that's really great, Joe. I mean, I think, like you said, a lot of us, um, and a lot of times we get caught up in, you know, maybe the way we look or the the physique that we have, or like, you know, we see magazine covers or, you know, social media influencers are like, oh, like that's, that's what health looks like or like, you know, that's what I want to chase after. And I think that, yeah, you know, if you have a, you know, like I wouldn't say like that, like fitness model physique, but if you have a pretty good physique, like you probably are in better health than maybe someone who doesn't have, you know, as, you know, quote unquote, like fit of a physique. But I think, like you said, like it's finding health in, in its totality, like, you know, just all the different aspects of it. And something that I was curious on, Joe, is like, you're, as you're talking to me, you're like you're just extremely knowledgeable about all of these different factors of health, and you obviously were able to, even though you're still on your journey, like you said, you've been able to figure out how to get from where you were to, you know, a place, um, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, in every sense that you are now. Where did that come from? Like, did you just learn all this on your own, like just through trial and error? Did you have like a mentor that taught you this, or was there like a specific like person or source that you got all this information and knowledge from yeah absolutely so that, that was a, a great question and i think um you know what was important for me to kind of identify you know at the, the start was everyone has you know a different you know road or path they're going down mm-hmm. and everyone's starting from a different point so you know a lot of those things that i you know i read you know initially on you know how to lose you know weight and get in great shape you know, we're definitely, you know, could be some very valid things, but the problem is, you know, every person, like you said, is starting at that different point. So for me, I was starting in a very stressed state. And so a lot of those things, you know, weren't necessarily going to solve my solutions, but, you know, at the, at the end of the day, um, 
you know, I just kept had that, you know, I just couldn't give up. You know, I kept trying mm-hmm. to find different solutions. And, you know, every time you fail, you get a little, you've just, I, one of my favorite quotes is every, every time you fail, then it prepares you for the next time to fail like a little less. So I, think <laughs> I just kept failing and failing, but each time I was getting a little closer to, you know, that root cause that we were talking about. And right. I, you know, eventually when I got down to, you know, losing all that weight and I felt even worse than before, I think that's, you know, the, where I pivoted and was like, okay, this, this plan of attack wasn't working. Um, so let's pivot here and go after something else. And I think it, uh, you know, it just by like, it could have even been a stroke of luck, which, you know, sometimes a lot of this comes down to, I, yeah. Uh, I've heard like a, you know, I think it was a podcast with, you know, it was one of my mentors now mentors, but at the time, I think it, um, I didn't really know who he was, but it was Christopher Walker. And he kind of, yeah. um, he's a, the CEO of Umzu for anyone who might know that. And it's, he's a big, uh, it's a supplement company out based on to correct your, you know, different micronutrient deficiencies. And I listened to a lot of his podcasts of him describing, you know, his own scenario of, um, he had a pituitary tumor when he was younger and he had, you know, low testosterone, no sex drive, high anxiety and high depression. And basically he was, his goal was, you know, a similar scenario where, you know, no, he had antidepressants were given to him, like different diagnoses, but nothing seemed to work. You know, he went in for blood tests and that was similar to me when I, like, you know, I'd go into, um, doctors all the time you know while I was you know throughout the journey of anxiety and depression and tell them what it was they'd give blood tests nothing come back and they just give you an antidepressant so his his backstory was similar to me and he described of you know how you could start to cure some of these things um you know but you could correct them yourself through diet supplementation and lifestyle and like maybe um you know just changing the process around to attack that mm-hmm. root cause. So that's where I really delved into that and saw like his success story and how many people's lives he's changed. So I, I believe his book is called like the thermo diet. Yeah. It's about, um, you know, reaching that state of health um, that you once had when you were a younger uh, person, when you were like worry-free, anxiety-free, generally in great shape no problems. And the whole basis of that is because your, you know, your metabolism is running super high and it's very optimal at that period of time. And then, you know, over time we start uh, disrupting that metabolism. So the whole theory behind the book is, you know, optimizing your metabolism and your hormones, everything will start to fall into place. So that's kind of where I learned all all that stuff um, from and kind of took my own approach uh, on that as well. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I am a bit familiar with Christopher Walker. So, um, like Joe just explained, he has a honestly pretty crazy just story with, um, you know, like Joe was mentioning, he had a tumor and then, um, I might not know all the facts, but I believe he kind of like almost like cured himself. Yeah. So he was able to, to cure all his, um, so I think he has similar syrup situation but where he had they found it from like a low testosterone test yeah. and then that led them to take an mri of the pituitary gland and they found like a little tumor and what he was able to do was he was able to override all the negative effects of the tumor by strategically raising his testosterone yeah you know via like the certain diet and supplementation we was on and once those effects started to reverse then that's when the tumor started to shrink so it's actually a really wild, crazy. Yeah. 
It really is. And, you know, just something else that you're sharing, Joe, that I think is really interesting. And I totally agree with. And I think I, I want to drive home to anyone listening is like, just the how much you can be impacted by like your cortisol or, or also as known as stress levels, right? So like the stress that we have, you know, maybe our job is super stressful, like subjecting yourself to that stressful environment on a regular basis, like that does just like it, it wrecks havoc on, on your body. And I don't think we always realize truly how much it does. Or like, I know that, you know, anyone that's listening this, listening to this podcast, who's been in school at some point, whether, you know, college, high school, whatever, like, I'm sure you've, you know, stayed up late or all night study for a, a test or something. And like, you think like, oh, like, I'll just cram it in, you know, the night before. Or, but really like staying up and like depriving yourself of sleep and stressing yourself out like it's honestly just doing so much damage to our bodies and you know i think it's important that you you mentioned that right and that we we understand that better oh absolutely i would say you know if you could do almost one thing and you know every person's life that could probably relate to this in this podcast is i'm sure everyone would like lower stress levels and i think mm-hmm. everyone would be healthier if they had you know, lower stress levels, you know, regardless, you know, other, everyone's different and some people can handle stress better than others, um, depending on your, your certain, certain situation. But, you know, we all have it. And, you know, especially today, it's more common than, you know, ever, you know, just based on like, you know, society, you know, the, the internet and, you know, constantly comparing uh, to other people's things, but not only that, but like through like the American diet, you know, every, things are getting more and more processed We're being mm-hmm. less and less. And so you're going to start having these, not only these emotional triggers, but now we're going to start to have these, you know, physical triggers that can start to impact, you know, because the body, as we know, like the body and mind are directly connected. So not only could it potentially be damaged, you know, from the mind, but, you know, the more uh, the body can also be under extreme stress, you know, uh, depending on your diet, your, you know, your lifestyle, like, are, are you exercising or even what specific types of exercise you're doing? It's cortisol is extremely, extremely high. I feel like in today's society. And unfortunately, like there aren't, um, most people will put band-aids on, on those solutions. Um, you know, as you said, with like antidepressants or, you know, alcohol or, or drugs or, you know, even to, just distractions in general. Yeah. You know, I think that that's huge. And, you know, I mean, it's it's interesting, right? Because I'm I'm sure even Joe, you would kind of acknowledge that sometimes distractions, like they're not we're not saying distractions are bad all the time, right? Like if you want to go, you know, watch ten episodes of some show on Netflix because you're stressed, like you know, that's fine, whatever. Uh, we're not saying like avoid distractions by all means, but I think it's like using those distractions as, like Joe was saying, band aids, like just like not really addressing the root cause or kind of trying to work toward or fixing or, or you know managing what's going on but just like using those band-aids or those crutches to help us through it and i think it's like sometimes we do that without even realizing that we're doing it right so it's like kind of we have to have that self-awareness to understand it like hey am i actually handling what's going on or am i just like covering it up temporarily with something no, absolutely. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And it's something, you know, like even even I struggle with, you know, yeah. today you do have to, like you said, you have to find that, you know, that balance of doing things that you do enjoy and that relax you. And not everyone is different in that sense. Like I'm not saying, you know, 
cut out, you know, TV or cut out watching your favorite sports or, you know, cut out hanging out with your friends or like cut out alcohol. Like, no, I wouldn't suggest anything of that, but I would strongly encourage that, you know, you take a, you know, a hard look in the mirror and look and see like, if you do have a certain, you know, problem or even a specific goal in mind, like, do you have to be really self-aware of, you know, some, one thing I like to do is uh, it's called, uh, liminal thinking is taking those, you know, subliminal thoughts that you might perceive as true. So for example, like if you say, um, oh, drinking relaxes me. And, you know, if you bring that to the surface, like, oh, does drinking actually relax me? And like, if you look at, you know, any sort of s- studies or research done on this, you know, after a couple of drinks, like your cortisol level spikes up. So it's just kind of questioning, best way I got through it is kind of just questioning everything that I assumed to be true um, in that certain sense and relating it like, oh, is this is this helping me go towards my goals or helping me like solve any problems or not? And, you know, a lot of that is a lot of uncomfortable conversations with yourself. And it's, and, you know, sometimes there are things like sports or, you know, watching TV that just might fall in the middle where it really, you know, doesn't matter. But I think it's, you know, when you have a certain problem or a certain goal, you really got to raise those types of things to the surface in order to, you know, decide if these, this, that certain action can, is helping you or hindering you in that scenario. Yeah. And I think, like you said, you know, they're not always, or even probably should be like comfortable situations. Like it is like uncomfortable, right. To, you know, just have that awareness and bring those things to the surface. But it it might sound like we have to make ourselves uncomfortable to grow in, in any aspect. Oh yeah, could yeah that couldn't agree more. I feel like, um, you know, this <laughs> not to get you know all uh, like cliche with all you know, like the Instagram motivational speakers, but it is true that like pain is progress. And if generally you know if you're not challenging yourself, or you're not experiencing a little pain in some sort of aspect. I'm not saying physical pain, but you get the yeah you're not, discomfort. Yeah, discomfort that you're probably not advancing or progressing. But there will be points along the journey, I like to think that, you know, like that, you know, will be easier than other Mm -hmm. parts, you know, especially if you've done something before and you're faced to do it again, like obviously the second time around, it'll be easier. But like, even like that experience of like that learning or transitioning phase, there there will be some uncomfortable parts. And I think, you know, it's it's tough because we've been so programmed you know and everyone wants to avoid that discomfort you know that was probably me for a very long period of time you know when I was uh younger put like put mm-hmm. all those band-aids on certain things just you know just to feel good um you know or just uh you know partying a little extra or you know you know doing certain drugs or you know having certain alcohol or even just like you know watching the NFL Sunday for 10 hours a day, which I still do, by the way, <laughs> which I still do, by the way, but you do have to just like, uh, you know, recognize that, some of, you know, some of those things are, are really just got to push yourself a little bit further in the general sense is if you do feel that pain, that is generally a good indication that you are growing. Definitely. I completely agree with you there. And, you know, Joe, something I wanted to ask you is, um, to, to someone that's listening to this podcast right now, you know, let's say that they're maybe, they're maybe average health, you know, or just they want to improve their health, get on a health journey or start their own, you know, personal health journey. Uh, what kind of advice would you have to someone that like wants to, you know, start on that journey? 
So the best advice I would give, especially like, you know, when I started was, you know, it's kind of like two separate things. One is I've, I, I wouldn't go full tilt, full, full speed ahead right away until you exactly know what, what you're doing. And, you know, if you could find the first step is it always is to study someone that might, you know, has a goal that you want or, you know, study someone that, you know, can help pass on that wisdom for you to get where you want to go. I think a lot of times, you know, what I, especially with my journey is I kind of just dove into it. And, you know, while that is exactly how you learn is through your own wisdom and through your own experiences, I think looking back on it, um, I could have cut a lot of time out by just um, like, obviously, you know, get in the gym, you know, get, get walking, do things that you think are might healthy, but try to learn what the right way is to do it and pick up wisdom from other people um, or people who have what you want and just study the heck out of them. And that will speed up the process of get where you want to go. I always think of there's two ways um, to gaining wisdom. And one is through your own experiences and, you know, one is learning through other people's experiences, but that second one can help speed up the process an immense amount. So I think I took me, my journey took me a little extra long to get to where I want to go because I just relied on my own trial and error, which I do believe is great. And I wouldn't take it back, you know, for the world. But I, I think uh, if you focus a little bit, you know, on just implementing kind of things one at a time and, and learning from uh, specific people and um, that do have what you want. Uh, that's w- the way I'd go about it. Cause I think that would speed up uh, the results a lot faster. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, you mentioned implementing like little things like, you know, starting small and just like, even just making like one change, right. To lead to where we want to be or lead to our end goal. Um, is there anything that you could suggest would be like a little tweak or a little thing that anyone listening could incorporate in their life? Um, starting right now or starting the, oh, the day I, after they hear this yeah so i think the biggest thing for me was um i'd focus on more specifically the the diet and the biggest impact and the only reason i say the diet is because that's what's going to have you know the biggest leverage i was i always look to attack things in terms of you know leverage like what will have the most bang for your buck and um and i think if you really attack the diet and attack um you know specifically like getting as much different many micronutrients in your body as possible, like zinc, magnesium, potassium, you know, selenium, copper, all those things are essential for optimizing your metabolism and, and your hormones. And so I think what would be easiest is to start implementing, just don't even track calories for a little bit, but start implementing those micronutrient dense foods, such as like, you know, eggs, collagen, grass-fed beef, um, potatoes, white rice. Um, you, I'm, you can learn a lot more about it on like the thermo diet and, you know, through my page of just those, those foods that have high, um, you know, or nutrient dense. And I think as you start to correct your metabolism and your hormones, then that's when losing weight and getting into a healthier shape becomes a lot easier. And, you know, one of the biggest things for me was, you know, working on that and just walking, walking every day to, you know, like either maintain and lower that cortisol. But like, once you can get the diet dialed in, I wouldn't even worry about, you know, counting calories, you know, right away or even counting macros or just like 
take the long haul approach with it. You know, the long road is the, sh the short road, in my opinion. So I think in trying to fix your and optimize your metabolism is where I would start because it's a whole lot easier to go through your fitness journey if you have that optimized. Man, I don't think I've ever heard someone say the long road is the short road, but I really, really like that. That's, I mean, it makes sense, right? Because I but if you try to like cut corners or go the fast route, like you might achieve your goal sooner, but it, you're probably not going to sustain it or it's oh, not. That's exactly, you know, yeah, exactly. I was going with it. it was, I yeah. uh, lost all that weight initially. You know, I, I did it, try to do it as fast as I possibly could. And next thing you know, it would, you know, I, I did get, you know, my dream body, but you know, was everything was, I didn't, I didn't have anything like my, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. And so what that, what happened was I tried to cut corners and get to that as quick as possible. And, you know, it was, took me a long time to recover from that. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I would suggest. Take, take the long road. Cause it's faster. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree with that. And, um, something that you're mentioning was just like, you know, making sure that we're getting in those micronutrients. Um, and you mentioned like, just like having those like nutrient dense foods now, you know, what if someone's listening and they're like, oh, well, you know, I could just take, you know, iron supplements or, you know, I could just take these supplements or, you know, multivitamins or whatever. And like, do you think that there is an advantage to getting those micronutrients through food versus supplements? Or do you think as, as long as you're getting them in, you're getting them in? So I do think, so first off, I think supplementation can absolutely be beneficial. However, if you're you know look at it as like a you know pyramid of importance, I think getting those micronutrients in through your diet, especially when uh, correcting those micronutrient deficiencies, studies show that you actually have to like almost eat you know triple the amount of the average person of those specific um, you know nutrients that you're deficient in in order to catch up back to regulation. So I don't think that supplement is like the icing on the cake in my opinion is, but when you're trying to correct those, you know, deficiencies, um, I think getting it through, you know, your diet and supplementation diet rather than supplementation, um, will be the, the fastest way to correct that. And it's actually happens relatively quickly when you're eating those, those foods in high quantities, your metabolism actually catches up much quicker than you would think then, you know, supplementing that is the icing on the cake. And it even can help with maybe some, um, specific micronutrients that you are deficient in that are just like really hard, you know, to acquire. Like I know, um, you know, copper might be like, a, you know, a, diff a difficult one to get in there. Selenium, which is hot, like popular in um, oysters or shellfish. And, you know, if you may have some shortcomings in your diet that you may not be eating those certain types of foods. And, you know, you have to make that choice of, you know, maybe I incorporate those, that type of food, or I can well, supplementing with that be easier. But I don't think supplementation, you know, could could cover all bases, but I do think it could be a nice icing on the cake. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, like try to get those um, micronutrients in just through your, your diet itself, but like maybe, 
you're like 99% there, you know, that, that one extra percent to, to really get the icing on the cake can be the supplements. I think that that makes a lot of sense and definitely some good practical information for anyone that, you know, is trying to improve their micronutrients or just even improve their metabolism and their health. Um, just focus on those micronutrients. And, you know, I think a lot of us are conditioned on like macros, macros, macros. It's all about the macronutrients, but um, not to say that, you know, protein, fats, and carbs aren't important, but, you know, I think that, sometimes we hyper-focus on that and forget about the micronutrients. So definitely, um, I, I like that you mentioned that. Yeah, uh, that's exactly where you're right. Speaking right into my wheelhouse. That's where, uh, I mean, that's where my journey stemmed from is you mm -hmm. know, just focusing on, you know, the, well, I would still say it is part of the bigger picture, but not nearly as a bigger picture of your, your overall health is like, yeah, we do really hone in. You know, it's like, we want to look like the models on the covers and we've, of like, you know, and all the, you know, famous Instagram um, influencers and, you know, be like actors. And I think, you know, we try to get those results as, as quickly as possible, but what's not shown is, you know, all the work that goes behind the scenes into getting those types of things and to keep it sustainable. And uh, yeah, that's, that's where I think focusing in on, you know, more nutrients is where it becomes more sustainable. Mm -hmm. what I always think of it is in terms of, um, you know, momentum will come and go, but you, you know, consistency will bring back your momentum, but it's really hard to constantly have that momentum. If you don't have that energy flowing through the body and you know, where that energy comes from is those nutri nutrient dense foods. Um, and so like, while I do think people can make like pretty quick progress you know, you could even, you know, ignore those, those nutrients and you might like get to, you want to go faster, but I promise you it won't be very sustainable. And right. It will just take you longer to get back to where you want to go. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree with you and I think that those are really good points. So definitely, um, you know, I think that that it's probably like the, the take home piece of information that we've, you know, talked about so far in this conversation, just like take the long road because the long road is going to be the better way. Like it's, it's, you know, you're not trying to, you don't, I, I highly doubt someone listening to this. I mean, if they are cool, but I highly doubt anyone listening to this is like, you know, trying to prep for like a bodybuilding competition now, like, and they have like a month to, you know, get super lean or something. So like, just take the long game, go slow about it. I mean, we've all probably heard slow and steady wins the race. So I think that that's definitely the key point here. Um, but Joy, I, I want to, kind of switch gears and pivot a little bit because i know we could talk about this for for days honestly um <laughs> i know you're a big sports fan and uh, sports are a big passion of yours so um you know what what's if you had to pick what's your number one sport oh so hands down for me it's it's basketball i, I always okay. like to think uh in a different lifetime i'd be playing in the nba <laughs> I'm, <laughs> a, I'm a huge i live right outside of boston i'm a huge huge celtics fan and uh Lucky enough, when my family has had uh, season tickets for quite some time, and you know that's I live and breathe Celtics basketball. But you know, big big Pats fan as well, and um, you know, could love sports. And honestly, sports have been such a big part of my life, and honestly, a very underrated part of my life. I know we were given a you know um, a little shade to sports earlier in the <laughs> conversation, but I do think sports are such a big you know part of life of you know, that mental aspect of, you know, you're, you're doing something you truly enjoy and you're doing it with friends and something to bond over well, whether you're playing or watching. And, you know, I think sports are what brings people together. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I think it's like, 
it just it's a great outlet and you know i think that like think about going to a sporting event it doesn't matter what sport doesn't matter what team like when you're at one of those games assuming you know you've been to a game or if you haven't visualized what i'm about to say but like if you're at a game and you know the team that you're the home team that you're there to support like if you know someone makes a crazy like shot in basketball or like an insane goal in hockey or hits like a, a towering home run in baseball or you know crazy trick playing football whatever the sport is like everyone just goes crazy and like you have people next to you like high fiving and you know just like you say like oh man do you see that like it just forms such community with like complete strangers and it's like it's hard to think of many different things in life where like you can connect with someone that you've never met because you're just there for like the same reason. No, I mean, half my friendships are, I mean, more than half, almost all of them are based on sports. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's, you know, talking your group chats, you know, hanging out in person, we're always watching sports, you know, from fantasy to planning days around going to games. It's like, you can't, I know, and you're a big uh, Detroit fan too, aren't you? I am, yeah, big, big Detroit sports fan. Um, kind of unfortunately, <laughs> without the Detroit teams have been doing lately, but uh, I'm a big believer in the future for the teams. Yeah, the you know the Lions look good this year. You know the Pistons might be on the uh, the up and coming, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a little scared that the uh, I have high hopes for the Celtics. Don't get me wrong; I think they'll be they'll be ideally back in the final finals. I yeah. love what they did uh, with the team, and they. They added Brogdon, which is a huge pickup, but I am very worried about the Patriots this season. Yeah, you know, um, I I grew up a, a Boston sports fan too, so you know, and and just from going to to not me, but uh, Tom Brady going to the University of Michigan. You know, I've I've always been a Brady fan too, and then just his time at the with the Pats. So, um, you know, I when he left, I was a little nervous for for New England and. To be full, I hate to say it, I'm not really sold on, on Mac um, being as good as some people might think he is, um, which hurts me to say being a Patriots fan. But I, I'm not I'm not too sold on the Patriots. But definitely, like you said, uh, I have high hopes for the Celtics. I mean, like you said, you know, big, big, big pickup in Brogdon. And uh, I'm a huge, huge Tatum fan. And, you know, I just I love what they've what they've done there. They have just put together such a good squad. Have you uh, gotten out to the garden before, the TD Garden? I have not. I've only been to uh, to Fenway. Uh, oh, Fenway is a lot. In regards well, to we're like, gonna, yeah, we're gonna have to get you out to the garden. That's a that's a, probably one of the best basketball atmospheres. And uh, I went to the game last year where Kyrie came to town and the Nets. Oh man! You know, uh, I went to both both those home games. And yeah. The loudest of every time he touched the ball, you know, profanity just being yelled at. Uh, sure. You know, the whole the whole stadium you know erupting it's it, nothing gets uh most Celtics fans are you know the best and worst in the world you know they, yeah. they love their basketball but, but you know they'll do anything to uh try to get their team an edge <laughs> oh for sure yeah and you know being being such a big sports fan um I definitely have the goal of like going to as many different uh um, sport sporting venues and seeing as many games live as I can and uh the gardens the, it's up there it's like if not the top uh place that i want to check out so definitely uh need to get out there at some point man i mean the game would be insane it doesn't matter who they play it would just be so fun and just being a celtics fan too myself um i, I will say i'm a bigger pistons fan but still supporting the celtics it would be sweet to see them play live um so definitely definitely have to make it out that way um i am curious now do you have a favorite celtic like doesn't matter oh, if you're current hand, or not. 
oh favorite Celtic ever might be two different uh okay questions. I think favorite Celtic ever has got to be KG just go you know is you know cliche as it ch- sounds he changed the culture yeah he brought Celtics basketball back to Boston you know with with his intensity with his effort like that is what like Celtics pride is all about that's what gets the garden riled up and when you know it was a good we've had a lot of years where we've had all heart no talent or you know some years where we've had a lot of talent but not quite the heart but kg and body the you know bringing both to the table of you know just being you know that guy who, who has all the talent in the world but had brought the heart played defense every night and you know took a little bit of a lesser role to, to win the championship um so he's probably my favorite and then right now on the current celtics is uh you know gotta be tatum uh yeah. just kind of the, the swagger that he brings you know he's i mean i love jalen brown too probably you know that's you know one and two right there and jalen actually had a better finals than oh yeah I, I was at the finals unfortunately in game six <laughs> when uh Curry hit that when the Warriors won and Curry it did the night night on on us. I was there for that. And that was I don't think I'll get over that for years to come, if, if not my whole life. <laughs> very optimistic, you know, for the future as long as they keep Tatum Brown. And um, I, I think they got a you know loaded roster, you know, as good as anyone, you know, in the NBA right now. So yeah, you know. playing basketball too. So it's a nice little double, double whammy there. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. And I, I love those picks and um KG, you know, incredible. Just I, I love every I mean everything you mentioned uh is what got me to fall for him as a player when he went to Boston. Um and just, you know, that whole team, you know, with uh KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, um, just everyone, even like Kendrick Perkins, uh big baby, Glenn Davis. Um yeah, just a fun team. Yeah. <laughs> And that's, Brown. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Like my, I think my favorite Celtic, just like from my lifetime um, being 26. So like just the people that I've seen a lot of and watch a lot of just like videos and highlights of is honestly Rondo. I, I just loved Jean Rondo. Just um, I grew up playing point. So just like having the, like seeing the way that he facilitates and like, I mean, if you see some of his stat lines from like in his prime where it's like, I don't know, like five steals, like 12 assists, like it's just like crazy numbers. And you're like, he didn't have to score all the time. He knew his role. He could get you a basket when he needed it, but he just did such a great job running that offense. Oh yeah. He was, he was the perfect guy for that. Yeah. That team of the, the passers. Unfortunately, yeah, a little sad that, you know, we traded him when we did because yeah. you know, we blew up the team, but he went on to have a, a nice his career might almost be over, but right. you know, he he made some of the best passes I've ever I've ever seen. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, I can't remember if it was in a game or just like shoot around or just like a random highlight. But I remember there's like this time in high school or like end of middle school, early high school. I saw a clip of him doing like the like fake behind the back pass where oh, like, it kind of cradles it and then right? yeah exactly yeah, the like, first time i saw that and like i was probably in my driveway for a good like five hours trying to perfect that because i was like <laughs> no way like yeah. it just the way he did it and like it looked so convincing like he honestly like the the way that curry impacts kids growing up nowadays is trying to take all these crazy threes like rondo was the guy that influenced me when i was playing and even like playing <laughs> intramural in college i was like 
dude, I just want to be the Rajon Rondo of my Rondo. team. Yeah, he. I mean, he had some. He had some great highlight plays. Yeah, you know, he, he was probably the most, you know, most electric passer at least, you know, in recent Celtics history. But I think once you know he retires, so all said and done, like people will. They'll, they'll for, I think he's been an under very underrated player, especially totally. you know a point guard that I think he'll be missed more when he's gone. I know he's you know he's jumped around from team to team here towards the end of his career, but I, he was one of the coolest point guards to watch. Yeah, I totally agree. And you know your your pick of uh, of Tatum, I'm I'm huge on too. Um, I think he's he's an incredible talent. He's arguably probably going to be in my opinion one of the faces of the nba for years to come and uh you know i know he was getting some hate uh on his finals performance and yeah you know you mentioned it too um brown had a better performance but brown's a heck of a player so i'm not that doesn't surprise me or anything but like tatum's he he's still young too that's the thing and this was his first finals right so i mean like Cut him some break, cut him some slack. He did great throughout the whole season and in the playoffs. So, like, this is just a start for that team. As long as they can keep it together, and as much as I think KD is a good player, like when there's talk about KD going to Boston, I was like, don't blow up the team. The team is the team is right there. They just need to get more experience and maybe add a piece or two. But they're a championship team as they are. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think they're right. They're right on the door. I think that'll yeah. be. That's like the biggest question in Boston sports right now is, will they break through? Because you know yeah. they have all the talent in the world, and if Tatum and Brown keep improving every year like like they do, like they they're right at the door, and that's going to be you know the biggest. That's probably the biggest storyline in Boston right now is, will those guys break through? Because I you know especially with you know the offseason addition of Brogdon. No, Colin already just went down, but like they seem to have all the pieces in place to do so. And you know, it's, if Tatum and Brown can play like Tatum and Brown, even take that next step, there's no reason they can't bring uh, that Banner 18 back to Boston. Hundred percent, man. I'm I'm super stoked to see how uh, how that team progresses and just what the future looks like for them. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm super glad that we we got to talk some basketball, especially Celtics basketball here. You know, just it's like we said, you know, sports can be so great and something that just bonds people together and, um, you know, is truly a passion for obviously both Joe and I. So, you know, um, oh, we if, could if do you, a whole podcast in the state of the NBA. We could be good. A hundred percent. Maybe maybe we'll have to do that in the future. Have have you yeah. back and just chat, chop it up about uh, the NBA and everything. But Absolutely. Um, yeah, but, um, you know, Joe, as we kind of wrap things up a bit, uh, you know, I know that you're you're using kind of like your your social media to put out content to help people and um, to help people reach their their health and fitness goals. Are you um, like currently like taking on people for um, coaching or like what's that kind of look like for you? Yeah, so I'm pretty much on a one platform on Instagram, and that mm-hmm. is at Joe Ariano on Instagram. And what I am doing is kind of taking. Um, you know, one-on-one coaching calls to, you know, kind of um, at this point bring people, you know, there is like a program I have, but in, in my mind, I do know everyone is in different uh, states of health. Um, so kind of what I've been, you know, working on and adapting is um, being able to help those people who are different states of health, um, especially come, more working on the mental health uh, side of it. Um, you know, through, like we said, lowering cortisol, optimizing um, 
your hormones through incorporating, you know, things that you can do with your body, for example, like losing weight and lifting in weights and trying to bring it all into, you know, one system. I think that's, you know, how the body operates at max capacity is operating under one system. So I kind of take a more holistic approach at the whole thing. And, you know, like we said, try to get to that root cause for the specific person. Not everyone has the same root cause, but with my story, I, um, you know, I didn't, didn't delve as, you know, as, as specific details, but, you know, I struggled for, you know, years and years finding that root cause. So I know what it's like when, you know, you go to the doctor, you know, you try to, you know, um, get your mental health right, or you're trying to lose weight and you just seem to be constantly stuck. So I think um, that that's basically uh, what I'm doing is helping people get on the right path um, to reaching their goals, whether it's mental health, physical health, or even both. I love that. I think that that's so super important. And, you know, just the combination of mental health and physical health, like they just go hand in hand so much more than we even realize. So I think it's, it's awesome that you're helping people on that journey. Um, are you currently able to um, take on more people? Or are you, are you? Oh, absolutely. Kind of, yeah. So okay. right now I'm out at, I operate. Um, yeah, I can take on it, you know, as I'm set to be taking on one-on-one clients. I think the best approach for me is, you know, while I do have, um, you know, group me where I have put all my clients in, I do offer, you know, one-on-one coaching calls and I do about one per week. Um, and that's also included with like, you know, specific meal plans, uh, specific calculations and different, depending on, you know, your body type and what your goal um, body is. And as well as trying to specifically uh, find that um root cause and how we can go about optimizing because everyone's scenario is different. So I take a little one-on-one personalized approach with it, but the the foundation is, is correcting your hormones and your metabolism um, and, you know, everything else and will fall into place as uh, we get that addressed. But that's what my number one suggestion would be was to, you know, like, as we said earlier, attack that, you know, metabolism, attack that root cause a lot, most things, uh, throughout the body are directly linked to your metabolism and usually the higher metabolism you have um, the more the better your body is functioning as we know the body and mind are connected when the better that your body's functioning that's when you know the mind starts to change too yeah definitely and uh you know to anyone listening if uh, anything that we've talked about or, or kind of like the explanation of what joe does just um that he just spoke on really resonates with you definitely like you said uh instagram is the platform that he uses um joe yeah, just shoot me a dm just shoot yep. me a dm saying uh we'll help or something like that <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, shoot him a DM that says help and uh, he'll he'll see if uh, you guys can work together or shoot him a DM on Instagram um, that says like podcast and let a, let him know that you heard him here on the podcast or, you know, if you if you're a big Boston sports fan or just a sports fan in general and want to chop it up with him about sports, I'm sure he'd love to, you know, talk it up, say what's up. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Joe's an incredible person with, um, you know, just a lot of great knowledge about it's uh, just overall health, right? Not necessarily fitness, not necessarily getting, you know, the physique, your dreams, but just health, right? Like optimizing your metabolism, lowering your cortisol, getting more active, just like optimizing our 
lives and our health to our best ability. So um, if that's something that you think maybe is an area of your life that's lacking or something that you want to intentionally work towards improving, um, definitely I think that Joe is your is your guy. He's someone that uh, I, I trust and would definitely recommend you get in touch with. And again, even if it's just to say, hey, you know, just talk about things and maybe ask some questions. I'm sure he'd be happy to answer questions and see, you know, maybe if uh, if his one-on-one coaching is is the right fit for everyone. So um, definitely check him out. I'll put uh, Joe's Instagram in the description of this episode. So um, you can just go down there and, and find it as well. But um, Joe, I mean, as we're wrapping things up, do you have any last like thoughts, message or anything that you want to leave uh, the people listening today? Uh, I I think the the one thing and leave is what we uh, probably harped on earlier. Is, uh, you know, take the long road; it will be faster. And I think that it can apply to to most things in life. Usually, when you try to to rush anything and you know get to that end result um, as fast as you can, that's when things will start to go you know wrong. But when you take the slow you know the slower approach um, and doing things the right way, um, that is when you'll get to your goals actually sooner than you would think. And, uh, you know, like I said, as Zach mentioned, feel free to reach out to me. You could reach out to me about, you know, anything, you know, sports, life, fitness. I could talk about, you know, literally anything. And especially, you know, don't be, I'm not afraid to talk about, you know, like my past, my past struggles. And, you know, even today, I'm still, you know, working towards constantly improving and trying to, you know, opt- optimize my own health at the best of my abilities. So I'm by no means, uh, perfect in you know in my mind or in anyone else's mind you know i'm still on the journey with you guys yeah i I think that's a great way to end it and um you know like like we've said and like joe just reiterated you know just take the long road it's going to be the quickest in the end and um the, the, the final thought that i'll leave everyone listening to that i think kind of sums what joe was saying is you know just um just focus on progress over perfection, right? We don't have to be perfectionists. We don't have to figure things out tomorrow or, you know, we're not on some rush timeline. Just work on improving, getting a little better each and every day. And you'd be surprised at how much uh, of an impact that can make over time. So slow and steady wins the race. Um, Joe, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on and talking about everything from, you know, getting into your journey a little bit to what you do, just health in general, how we can optimize our own health. And of course, all the sports talk, um, like, you know, everything we talked about, I'm sure you and I could go on for for hours and hours and uh, just never get tired of talking about it. So um, thank you for coming on. And we'll definitely have to have you come back uh, for updates or just, uh, you know, to, to talk about more of this good stuff. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure uh, next time I'll be on the Patriots might be winless, but the, you know, the Celtics <laughs> will be gearing up for one hell of a season. There so, we go, yeah, man. Looking, looking forward to it. Awesome. Looking forward to it too. Well, thank you again. Um, you know, go Celtics, go Patriots, man. And I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Absolutely. Take care, Zach. Hey, you too. See ya. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.